Morning, church. <laughs> um, okay, I don't know how much time I have, but anyhow. When Zolani said the topic that I was going to be talking on today was uh, Emmanuel, God with us, I thought, okay, I might as well just stand here and read the whole Bible to you from Genesis to Revelation. <laughs> so, let's see how we go. In one of Jonathan McClintock Leach's memorable sermons, he reminded us that there are two sides to a coin, two sides to a story. Now today there is a story going on, a battle of two kingdoms, a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light, a controversy. Lucifer on the one hand, who has declared, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will be like the Most High. Isaiah 14, 13, and 14. And Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. Philippians 2, 6 and 7. So yes, we have an enemy. What we see unfolding in Israel today is the physical manifestation of a spiritual war that began in heaven. Looking back with clear, honest eyes through the pages of history, especially early church history, we can see the spiritual battle illustrated. Satan is real. He is not a fictional character, okay? His hatred of Jesus is real. His hatred of the Jewish people is real. His hatred of us is real. Because through Christ, we are the objects of God's love and mercy. So we're living in dangerous times, but we're living in exciting times. Our enemy is defeated, but he can still deceive, and we need to know the truth. So let's just pray. Lord, I thank you today for these people gathered here. I thank you for every family here. I pray your blessing upon them. I thank you that as we bless Israel, we too will be blessed as a people and a church. Lord, we thank you for your word. I thank you that it will not return void. So bless you, Lord. Amen. Okay. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John chapter 1, verse 1. He was in the beginning with God, verse 2. This is the identity of God. You cannot separate him from his Word. If you are serving a God that is not of the God of this Bible, you are deceived. The prophet Isaiah tells us in chapter 8, verse 20, 
to the law and to the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word, it is because they have no dawn. There is no light. They are in darkness. Okay? And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. John chapter 1 verse 14. This is Jesus. Prophesied in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give us a sign, give you a sign. Behold a virgin who will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. Now, this particular prophecy is quoted by Matthew in chapter 1. If you read from 22, it says, Now all this took place that what was spoken by the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Behold, the virgin shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. The Lord God himself in the bodily form of Jesus came to dwell with us. Jesus came to reveal God to men. He came to reveal the light of God's love to be God with us. Jesus is the radiance of his glory, the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. Colossians also says he's the image of the invisible God. I hope you got your pens ready. There's a lot of scriptures coming. <laughs> okay, so the writer of Hebrews quotes from Psalm 40. Now this psalmist reveals a hidden mystery, Christ about to become incarnate. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 5 and 7. Sacrifice and offering thou hast not desired, but a body thou hast prepared for me. In whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I come. In the roll of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. So we see that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so Jesus came willingly. He came in flesh and blood made like his brethren in all things. In all points, tempted as we are, he endured every trial, meeting temptation as a man and overcoming by the strength given to him by God. As the son of man, he gave us the example of obedience, even to death on a cross. As the son of God, he gave us the power to obey If you look at the Ten Commandments, it's all about love and respect. They're not that difficult, says me. <laughs> if we had to bear anything which Jesus did not endure, then Satan would be able to declare the power of God insufficient for us. Jesus walked this land of Israel, a humble man. He got his feet dusty, he hungered, he thirsted. He got tired, he rejoiced, he wept. He went to weddings, he upset funerals, he healed the blind, 
the lame, the deaf, cleansed lepers, raised the dead, said, blessed is he who is not offended because of me. This in response to John the Baptist asking if Jesus was the Messiah. Jesus came to reveal God's love, to break the deception of Satan, who led men to doubt and to distrust. So, he healed the blind. Jesus opened our eyes to see the light. He healed the lame. He strengthened our feet to walk in his ways. He healed the deaf. He opened our ears to hear his word. He cleansed the lepers. He took our sin and washed us clean. He raised the dead. We will be raised on the last day. He is the resurrection and the life. He is our Emmanuel, God with us. He is our Messiah. There is no other. Okay? John chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. And as Moses lifted the serpents while they were in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes may in him have eternal life. And verse 17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world should be saved through him. Beloved, God is love. God with us, Emmanuel, is love. We should be known by our love. We should be reaching out to our neighbors in love. Ephesians 2 verse 12 says, Men and women without Christ are without hope and without God in this world. Let us be bold to share the good news of the Father's love for them so that God with us can be God with them too. Come on, church. Time is ticking. Israel is, if you look at Israel, that clock is ticking. The time of the Gentiles will soon be over. The time of the Jews is fast approaching. Okay, I need to read to you from Genesis chapter 22. Right, this is the story of Isaac and Abraham. Abraham is taking Isaac up to Mount Moriah so that he can sacrifice his one and only son. So Isaac says to Abraham, my father, and he says, here I am, my son. And he said, behold, the fire and the wood but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham says, God will provide for himself the lamb. And then we read further down. The angel says to, to Abraham, do not stretch out your hand. Do nothing to him. 
For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. Okay, so Abraham gave a tremendous statement of faith there. The Lord himself will provide the lamb. Now, beloved, the ram was always there. It didn't suddenly appear in a puff of smoke. It didn't suddenly come charging in from the wilderness. The lamb slain before the foundation of the world. The ram was there. God planned, God's plan for salvation was before creation Abraham was so intent on the task of sacrificing Isaac, he did not see the ram until he lifted his eyes in response to the angel's words. Romans asks us, how will anybody know if they don't hear? When Abraham heard the words, he lifted his eyes, he looked up, he saw the lamb. When we share the word of the Lord, good news of the gospel, the eyes of the lost look up and they see the lamb provided by God for their salvation. They can't see until they have heard. We cannot keep Jesus and the love of God to ourselves. It is our responsibility to make known the word of God it glorifies our Father when we share. I'm getting tangled up in my notes here. Okay, nearly done. Before he went to the cross, Jesus prayed, John 17, verse 6, I have manifested, in other words, fleshed out your name, the name of God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in loving kindness and truth. Read all about it, Exodus 34, 6 and 7. So not only did Jesus come to declare and reveal his Father, he came as a sacrifice, so we would be justified by his righteousness. He took our death, wages of sin, that we might receive his life, his life eternal. But he also came to reveal the deceptions of Satan and to expose him as father of lies. The death of Jesus on the cross declared to the powers and principalities the true nature of Satan and the true nature of God. For this reason was the Son of God manifest to destroy the works of the evil one. I should have just read the whole Bible to you. 
Okay, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. God is speaking to the serpent. He's actually cursing the serpent. He says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. Now, naturally, there is no enmity between sinful man and Satan. But between a truly born-again follower of Jesus Christ and Lucifer, there will be enmity. He is continually seeking to overcome the people of God. Be alert, be on guard. God with us, Christ in us, is greater than he that is in the world. Be not deceived. A subtle half-truth is a lie. God with us, Christ incarnate, died, King of the Jews, was buried, King of the Jews, rose again, King of the Jews, is seated in heaven at the right hand of the Father, still incarnate. He will return bodily, King of the Jews. Acts 1.11 Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. A son is given to us. He is God with us forever. He is wonderful, counselor, he is mighty God. Mighty also means hero. He is our divine, infinite hero, a divine warrior who has triumphed over sin and death, everlasting father, prince of peace. For such is God, our God forever and ever. He will guide us until death. Okay, I'm going to finish the revelations. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he shall dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them. Beloved, Satan desired to keep us separated from God, our Father and Creator, forever. And we were helpless, hopeless, powerless. There was no way. But God, in his great love and his mercy, gave us his son, the way, the truth, and the life. Beloved, keep yourselves in the love of God, God himself, God with us, our Emmanuel. Be blessed, be encouraged. Know that we are on the winning side. Bless you all.